Welcome to So Dead, a podcast that's a spooky good time. I'm Jen Carpenter. And I'm Danny Fairman. Happy True Crime Tuesday. And happy Taco Tuesday, deadheads. So we're getting ready for another field trip. We are. And this time we're crossing state lines, so watch out, world. That's right. On May 11th, so in just a little over two weeks, we're headed... Under? Is it over or under? It's under. It should be under, I think. I'm sabotaging you. In about two weeks, <laughs> we're headed to the Toledo Yacht Club in Toledo, Ohio, Ooh. for the Midwest Parafest. <laughs> you might remember way back in episode one when we interviewed Jeff Mudgett, the great-great-grandson of H.H. Holmes. Um, he told us that he was doing an event in the Midwest this spring. Well, this is it. We told Jeff we would be there, and since we are women of our word, we will, in fact, be there. And we aren't just going. We're actually sponsoring the event, which we're glad to be able to do. Um, In a bit, we'll be talking to the founder of Midwest Parafest, Chad Dye. But first, let's talk a bit about the haunted venue where the Parafest will be held. Jen, tell me about the Yacht Club. So the Toledo Yacht Club is located on the Maumee River on the west end of Lake Erie. Founded in 1865, it is one of the oldest yacht clubs in North America. The first clubhouse was built on Guard Island in 1878 and was replaced with a more elaborate building in 1890. In 1906, the clubhouse was destroyed by fire and was rebuilt in 1908. When they rebuilt it, they decided that they weren't going to let the second one burn down, so they built it out of steel and concrete. Um, It's a Spanish-style Gigantic building, uh, super fancy, that just still stands Everybody today. would just melt inside of it. Yes, you would be trapped inside the steel and concrete. And you would burn, <laughs> but the building would, would be not. fine. And It'd that is fine. what's important, guys. Gotta so, preserve the building, screw the people. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> I don't know shit about boats. Um, I've only seen a yacht in person one time when I was in Boca Raton with my son for baseball training a couple years ago. I've been on a paddle boat. Same. Those Wait, were... the paddle boat is like the thing where you have a partner and you... With the feet? Like paddle with your feet, right? That is not recreational at all. That is not It's fun. not fun. It's, it's workout. so much work. And I don't work out. And like your life depends on how well you can paddle. Yeah, that's why I've been on one. I don't continue to seek them out. I don't think you can join It was a, a mistake. Yeah, and I don't think you can join a yacht club with a paddle boat. If I have like Unless a cool... it was cool, a swan one. I'd take a swan one, but yeah. I'd need to have a paddler with me. Someone with strong calves. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a gondola because somebody's doing all the work and I just sit there and enjoy the scene. Yes, and eat like Italian bread. But do you think if I got like a captain's hat, I could join the yacht club? And like a nice blue blazer? Stripes. And then blue stripe, like blue and white striped shirt underneath yes. with white pants. Now we know what we're wearing when we go to the parapets. And little, like, the, what are those shoes? The Sperry shoes? <laughs> like the little boat shoes? Oh I my think we gosh. have to go shopping for this our is what I'm gonna wear. I think Polo, the Polo brand Can has I all wear of this. A neckerchief? A neckerchief. <laughs> <laughs> like a red one. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I think we're establishing pretty well that we don't know anything about yachts or boats. But we know the fashion. Um, We know the fashion, (laughs) and we will have it down. Um, So I'm not going to bore you guys trying to talk about boats, because we'll all be miserable. Um, 
actually funny story and the inspiration for the episode name. The whole time I was working on this, I was singing that song from Step Brothers in my head, Boats and Hose. <laughs> that's all I can think of. So that's how does that episode. go? I'm not singing it. You sing it. I don't know it. Okay, well I'm not singing it. All right, now I'm gonna. But it's have about to... boats and hose. I'll have to check it up on Spotify or something. <laughs> um. So here's what I do know. The Yacht Club, both the one that burned down and the one that still stands, were built atop land that was inhabited by Native Americans until a bunch of tall white guys came in and pushed them out. Tall white guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Um, there might be a bit of a poltergeist vibe going on, you know. Ugh. New establishment built on top of sacred Native land. That's dramatic, right? Um, Is that where poltergeists come from? Yeah. Well, not poltergeists as a general okay. thing, but the movie. I'm specifically talking about the movie with Carol Ann on uh, the TV yeah. and the little lady with the voice that gives you nightmares for weeks. She was in Teen Witch, too. She was in Teen Witch. That was one of my favorite movies. Oh, still is my favorite. It's the a cult dance classic. sequence. That, and I loved back. her brother. Yeah. Um, nobody's coming to a sweet 16, Potty Louise. <laughs> Louise! <sighs> Anyway, go on. Oh, my God. I digress. We are just way out of it today. (laughs) So the club has rumored connection, has, not has, had. The club had at one point, long, long ago, uh, rumored connections to organized crime with our good old buddy Al Capone running his bootlegging operation through the clubhouse. Yesy. Yesy. Thank you. You know (laughs) that we can't talk about Al Capone ever without you doing that. Mm -hmm. Yesy. Al Capone, you see. Um, So the property was privately owned for decades. So any shady goings on were kept under wraps. It was kept private, um, as many things were back in the day. You know, you Mm -hmm. didn't talk about unpleasant things. You swept them under the rug. And then decades later, people like us came along and started digging them all up and causing all kinds of trouble. People are still sweeping stuff under the rug. That's true. That's true. It's just the way um, those Yeah, so I mean, are. really, who knows what types of shenanigans went on there over the years. Because anybody who watches as many murder shows as we do uh, <laughs> knows that you just can't trust rich people. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they have a captain's hat and a neckerchief. I don't know. Some shady stuff goes on on those yachts, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> um, so one thing I do know about the Yacht Club is that it was an... Uh, subject of an episode of Ghost Hunters. It was featured in season 11's Children in the Attic episode. Uh, the premise was haunting. I'm just on it with the puns today. Get it? <laughs> I didn't get it. You didn't that get it. That one went right over my head. And it was so basic. Oh. That's why you didn't get it. You mm-hmm. expect more from me. And that was just yeah, like, you're not as a, low you're as not it a gets. basic bitch. No, that was pretty basic, though. <laughs> <laughs> um,. So uh, the son of a Yacht Club employee claimed to have made contact with a 10-year-old ghost boy named Jacob, who died after falling from the railing of the ballroom balcony. Jacob is often seen on that balcony, and his entire family is believed to haunt the Yacht Club to this day. The whole family? I guess. I mean, if my kid died and was stuck in a place when I died, I'd go hang out with him. I'm not going to leave him stuck in... I mean... And I mean, a yacht club, there are worse things to haunt. Yeah, but again, back at Disney World, if you're going to have a family haunting, let's go to Disney World. It's so much cooler. That's true. Anyway, unless you really like boats. Maybe they did. Or captain's hats. 
or neckerchiefs. I really do like neckerchiefs. I need one. I got it. All right. It's on the Christmas list. So we know a little bit more about ghosts than we do about yachts, um, but definitely not enough to call ourselves experts. And that's where today's special guest comes in. Please welcome to the So Dead Lair, Chad Dye, founder of Erie Shores Paranormal and showrunner of the Midwest Parafest. Chad, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be connected to the Toledo Yacht Club? I, yep, already. Yep, there we go. Okay, to the Toledo Yacht Club. You want me to do it again? Unless you want that in there. Oh, you can just leave it all in. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we even flub on the interviews. It's Sorry, fine. Chad. Sorry. It's good to get the first one out of the way, right? Right. <laughs> Um, we started with the Toledo Yacht Club because we were called in to actually do an investigation. Um, the club is over 150 years old as a club, and the building itself is like 111 or 112 years old. And ever since they've been a club at this location, um, members and staff have always had stories of some kind of paranormal activity. So we went in and actually investigated the place, and surprisingly, we got tons of EVPs and interactions, uh, just so much data that we had to take it to the Yacht Club board members and uh, staff and all that. We had a big public reveal, and everybody was just amazed. And we said, look, this is an old building. It's historic, and you guys are having trouble keeping the lights on how about we do public ghost hunts here and help raise money for the building? And they agreed. And four years, four years later, we're still doing it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you, well, I guess this is a question you just answered, so I don't need to ask it. You believe that the Yacht Club is haunted and you host public hunts there. Can you tell us a little bit about the public hunts and what's available and what's involved in that? Well, um, since we've started, the Yacht Club has become more successful as an operating business, not because of us, but um, maybe we brought some awareness, but um, they actually have a good restaurant and a bar that they run out of the building in addition to all the boating during the summer. Um, so what we do, we have to work with their you know, schedule. Uh, they have lots of events, you know, back to the Bay party and things like that, that we have to work around. So generally we will, offer up a public ghost hunt a month in advance and uh, everyone gathers around eight o'clock and we start our ghost hunting um, in three different teams and we do three floors at once and we do a round robin and we stay till about three in the morning. Um, during That's that so time, neat. we take a break, we take a break and feed people. Um, and then after we eat, we let people free roam. That's terrifying. <laughs> but really interesting. Do you know why it's haunted? You know, we've done a lot of research, um, you know, trying to go back in history, finding any reason why there would be activity there. Um, but forever ago, it was a private club. If you weren't a member, mm-hmm. you didn't go there. Now it's open to the public. So if you didn't have a yacht, um, it was not for you. <laughs> right. If you didn't have a boat of some sort, because it started out as a rowing club. Okay. And, you know, they had sailboats. This is before motors. Um, so 
this yacht club, which is one of the oldest in the country, has survived all of this. And now you can be a member without having a boat. Um, but they were very private uh, back in the early days, and we could not find any um, data that would show there was any deaths on the property uh, or near the property other than boating accidents out in the water. So it's kind of like Vegas, like what happens here stays here type of thing. So we don't know what happened there. <laughs> exactly. Got it. I kind of want to be a member just to say I'm a member of a yacht club. Right. It feels. <laughs> it sounds so elite. It really does. <laughs> um, so you also host the Midwest Parafest at the Yacht Club. Um, how and when did Correct. that start? Well, when we very first started doing ghost hunts at the Yacht Club, um, we opened up the first couple of investigations only to other investigators, other teams. You know, we wanted them to have a chance to come in and do what they do with their equipment to try and validate some of the information, the data, evidence, whatever you want to call it, uh, that we got. And we did that for the first two months, I think, and they got really good evidence as well to back up what we got. We didn't want to just go in there and go, oh, we're the team. We did it. We found it. So all the rest of you can go away. You wanted uh, like a, are you guys seeing what we're seeing type of thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They came in and ran their investigations and we didn't interact much other than, you know, hanging out and being friends. They went back, looked at all their evidence and would send us EVP clips. They would, you know, share with us the evidence they collected and it was right on target with the same stuff we got. Can you tell us about a couple of like the really good pieces of evidence that you've gotten? We went there with the intention of trying to find out why the manager, her son, was interacting with what he said was a little boy ghost named Jacob. Hmm. So our goal was to go in there and find proof of this Jacob and try and find out why he was not bothering, but interacting with this other kid. Um, so while we're there, obviously we're looking for Jacob, but we collected so many other voices. Um, we were running a spirit box session in the attic, and I asked how many spirits are here with us right now. And clear as day, through the white noise, with no radio interference in the background, just pure white noise and static, the number nine comes across. Oh, wow. That's a lot. That's a and lot. And later we checked our voice, later we checked our voice recorders and we got an actual EVP that said 10. So whoever said nine, obviously. So there's one hiding that everybody else doesn't know about. <laughs> correct. <laughs> wow. So I asked them, I said, can you all come here and tell me your name, please? And we got the name of uh, Sarah and Melody. And then I asked, can you please tell me the name of the little boy that plays up here? About 20 seconds of silence. And then a female voice came across and said, Jacob. No, I was really hoping you were going to say like Dylan or something that wasn't Jacob because that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> wow. Have you found any stories about any of anybody with those names that have died around or on that property? We actually checked um, birth and death records um, for the state and specifically the county. 
And um, we did come up with five death certificates of male children near the area of the Yacht Club. And none of them were named Jacob. Mm-hmm. One did have the middle name Jacob. Oh, and that was common um, to go by your middle name back then. Well, and the thing is, we had a medium come in and tell us, you know, her feelings on the building. And she said, this little boy, his name isn't Jacob. He shares a first name with his father, but he doesn't like his father. So he goes by his middle name. Whoa. So how did, do you remember how he, on that birth cert- or death certificate, how he died? Yeah, there was a um, accident with a horse and carriage. Ugh. Apparently, he fell off the front and landed straddling the, um, uh, I don't know, the hitch. and busted himself in the crotch and somehow there were complications at the hospital and he didn't make it oh Oh my gosh that's That's really awful i mean i can't that might be the most awful way (laughs) i shouldn't be laughing no (laughs) that's terrible and what, what what's really funny is that the stories about jacob from the little boy who interacted with him um he said the little boy fell off a balcony and died. His dad pushed him. That's why his, his dad is dead. <laughs> the records show that it was a carriage accident. And there was actually an episode of Ghost Hunters at the Yacht Club that was filmed there, correct? That is true. What do you know about that? It was the fourth episode of the 11th season called okay. Children in the Attic. Jacob was the child in the attic. Yes. Oh, my God. No. We um we had already been doing public ghost hunts at the time, so we had to clear out anything that resembled ghost hunting equipment or trigger objects or anything like that. Um, had to take down posters that advertised public ghost hunts because ghost hunters like to be exclusive. Sure. They found it. Um, it's their thing. <laughs> yeah, they like want to be the first ones to investigate places. Right. How annoying. But uh, they they came in for a week, and they investigated, and they got some evidence. They're a little more picky about their evidence than some teams would be. Right. Which is good. Sure. You know, when in doubt, throw it out. Exactly. Um, but there was, uh, they had Hunter, the little boy, um, who's interacted with Jacob. They had him on site like using him as a trigger object and hearing his story and stuff. And um, they actually got some evidence that they didn't play up at all on TV of Hunter saying he's being touched. The equipment was going off and they never made a big deal about it. Hmm. I wonder why. That's weird. Have you ever been able to talk to Hunter or ask him questions about it? Oh yeah. We had him investigate with us a couple times. How old is Hunter? Um, at the time, he was like 11. He's probably 13 now. He's got some cool parents. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So how can people get tickets for the ParaFest and follow along with the other events that you guys do at the Yacht Club? Well, the team I belong to, Erie Shores Paranormal, we have a website, uh, erieshoresparanormal.com. Okay. And we advertise everything on that site. You know, we, we have a special tab for the Toledo Yacht Club ghost hunts. We have a separate tab for Midwest Parafest. 
Um, and then the other tabs talk about upcoming events across the country that we know about, and we just advertise them so people will know. Okay. Um, and you can learn more about our team. But everything's at ErieShoresParanormal.com. Um, we have three Facebook pages, one for the team, one for the TYC ghost hunts, and one for Midwest Parafest. Awesome. And we'll be there this year. Yes, you will be. You're actually <laughs> We're excited. Yes, we're excited. We're excited to have you. Yeah, we're so excited. So what can you tell us about this year's event? Well, um, the first event happened because we did invite a bunch of uh, other teams to the Yacht Club to investigate. And they kept coming back month after month. Some Some teams have been there four and five times. And our friends would say to us, hey, have you guys ever thought about having a conference here? It's a beautiful building. There's lots of history. You know, the investigations are great. And we're like, yeah, we don't know. And after a couple of years of people hassling us about having a paranormal conference, we decided to give it a shot. And last year was our first one. We did it in April. It was a little cold. But that's okay. You we know, might be we headed. Was, a lot of stuff. It's in May this year, but it might still be cold the way we're going. It might still be. <laughs> yep, it's true. Heck, we could have snow. We don't know. It's it's um, Michigan, so it's well, it, well, it's not Michigan. It's Ohio, but it's close enough to Michigan. Those Michigan germs Michigan, bleed yeah. on down. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, we have a bunch of great speakers on different types of paranormal, you know, uh, ideas. You know, last year we had. Uh, Jeff Meldrum, who's a Bigfoot expert. Oh. Uh, we had Ooh. Ohio Mufon talking about, you know, all the UFO happenings in Ohio <laughs> and around the country. And this you year know, you've got uh, our friend Jeff Mudgett. Yes. yes. I'm so excited. We are excited are too. Is there anything else about the Yacht Club or the Parafest that we haven't covered that we you'd like to talk about? Well, yeah. One of the great things about going to a paranormal conference is not just hearing the speakers because that's great information and it's usually very entertaining. Um, and you know, for people who aren't really into a lot of paranormal things, you know, that could be a great learning experience. But one of the greatest things about going to a paranormal conference is visiting the vendors. We always try and have a wide, you know, range of different types of vendors and it could be, an author of the paranormal. It could be somebody who sells creepy looking dolls, um, which we have. We like um, Patty Beasties is coming. I've gotten yep. EVP. Yep. She made EVP. She made uh, Lizzie B. EVP's gigantic sister that weighs almost as much as I do <laughs> and was ridiculously expensive. But that's okay because it was worth it. For sure. And you have to remember that's all handmade yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, this thing's you as know. heavy as I am, and its head is as big as, like, two of my heads. So, yeah, <laughs> kind yeah, of an impulse purchase, but, yeah, <laughs> we love her. We love Lizzie B, and we love Patty, and we love the dolls she makes. We've done them as giveaways, and I'm going to try really hard to stay away from her table because I will probably come home with someone to join the Lizzie B and EVP family. <laughs> it's hard to visit her table and not take one off. <laughs> right, for sure. But yeah, we've we've got lots of really cool vendors, um, and we're going to have longer breaks this year, so people have more time to shop those vendors. Um, mm, and good. one of the great things about this year, 
Um, last year we had a, a VIP ghost hunt afterwards. Okay. This year we're having a VIP dinner. Ooh. So instead of ghost hunting with our speakers, we're actually going to have a catered dinner uh, with dessert, uh, a cash bar, and every table will have one of the speakers assigned to it. So you get to have dinner and talk with, at longer length, our celebrities. Awesome. That's a really That's good so opportunity. Cool. Yeah. Yep. And those tickets are limited. Um, we're only selling X amount. Okay. And they will not be sold at the door. Okay. So people need to buy those early. Wonderful. And we're going to post links to all of that on the website um, for people to see and, and purchase tickets so they can come meet you and all of the vendors and the special guests and maybe find us meandering around here and there. I don't use the word meander. I don't know why I just said that. That's okay, though. <laughs> well, yeah, because it sounds like wandering aimlessly. That, that's exactly what we'll be doing. We'll be so like sensory overload. This is so cool. That person's so cool. Let's check that out. Where's Jacob? Who knows? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to answer our questions today. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. It's always good talking with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll uh, see you we in really a couple look weeks. We look forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you. All right, guys, it's file dump time. Today, Danny and I are each going to confess the most embarrassing TV show we watch. One that is such a guilty pleasure, we don't want people to know about it, but we're going to tell you anyways. Okay, mine? Mm-hmm. Teen Mom Franchise. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, but I'm, I'm, I don't feel bad about watching it. I watched them as 16 and Pregnant. I don't watch that show anymore now because no, it's just weird, super but, boring. Um, those original group of moms I've stuck mm-hmm. with. The OGs. Mm-hmm, the OGs and Teen, Teen Mom, Mom too. OG. Yeah, Teen I like Mom them Mom OG too. and Teen Mom too. Yeah, but they've brought new people in now. Yes. And I haven't watched those ones. But it's still got the old people. Pharaoh was my favorite. Oh, she, I can't stand Pharaoh. Well, no, I mean, I not like in a train wreck kind of way. In a train wreck. I just, uh-huh. just her voice became so grating over the years to me. But yeah, She's such a brat. Even my kids, they'll come through the room and they'll be like, why are you watching Teen Mom? You're 40. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I just, I've always watched it. My DVR records it and it's so one it's of my there. shows. That's so funny. Um. Okay, so... Mine is probably Vanderpump Rules. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen an episode. I love it. And I think I like it so much because I used to work in a restaurant. Okay. So I can understand and relate to, like, the ridiculous drama. Except mine was at, like, a totally different pay scale. Like, they're upset about Hollywood life and, like, their modeling schedules and things like that. And I was like, no, I can't. Not even a tiny bit. But like the everybody dates everybody in restaurants. Yeah. Like I mean, boyfriends and girlfriends are interchangeable constantly in a restaurant. So Isn't that just but, the way know, of life? I was never like that. Like I was never the girl that the guys wanted to date at the restaurants. But I'm okay with that now. Like I <laughs> now look back and I'm like it? So I wasn't the hoe bag at the restaurant. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good to know about That's you. Good. Just it was like after hours. That's that Danny's that file dump was. for the day. She was not the hoe bag at the restaurant. Right. Who was? I'm just kidding. Don't tell me. <laughs> tell me after we're done recording. Hmm. Now I got to think about it. I don't know. They tore that restaurant down they though. They sure did. I'm like so sad about it. We just drove by it uh, the other day and all that's up is the back wall. 
Wah, wah. I know. Makes me sad. So many memories. <laughs> but yeah, so Vanderpump rules. I'm, you know, but I'm, I don't know if I'm like really ashamed. I am. I'm ashamed. I'm okay with that. I've, I've made peace with my weirdness. And if people don't like it, then don't talk to me. There you go. <laughs> That was a bonus file. Don't forget me. Well, thank you guys so much for making us a part of your day. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SoDeadPodcast. You can also find us online at SoDeadPodcast.com. And email us your feedback and story ideas to SoDeadPodcast at gmail.com. Now get out there and shine. You magnificent what the books. (laughs) 